we back. G'day, Chopper. Let's just put that out there. We weren't fired. We're just two Choppers, mate. One from Leeton and one from the City Coast. That's all we are. Everybody gets the shits with the game, but we love it and we go back week after week. We do it for Nate's fans. It's all about Nate's fans. I don't even know what this is. Are we going to talk golf? Golf. Golf. 2021, baby. Alrighty, guys, welcome to episode five of the Double Par Golf Podcast. Uh, you're here with Nate and the one and only DP. DP, what's happening? I'm sucking on Asahi you as Asahi. a homage, a song yeah. as a homage to the interview that you'll soon hear uh, from our mate, Mr. Scott Hend or Hendy. So Hendy. I'm having an Asahi, mate. What are you doing? This is. Going to be by far our best episode yet. Um, the, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit later before we throw the interview in, but uh, we've just got off the phone to Hendy that's over in the, the lounge in Dubai waiting to fly to Saudi Arabia for the Saudi International. He was having a tiramisu and a couple of reds. The first class lounge. He, he flexed that one in, didn't he? He did. He did. He's, he, I asked him where the other Aussie boys was, and he's like, uh, "We're in the first class lounge, mate. They're probably in the other one." So, um, yeah, that that chat was great. We'll we'll go into that later, and and we'll jump into that midway through this podcast because it was just a yeah fantastic chat. So, massive shout out to Hendy, but we've also got to give shout outs to our sponsors as well. So, quickly, Cobra Puma Golf for supporting us as always. Um, Matt and the team can't thank them enough. I'm excited to show off the clubs that we are using next week on our next season of Out of Bounds up at the North Coast. So thanks to Cobra Puma and Dark Matter as well. And we just gave away another Dark Matter Golf towel. And, um, yeah, thanks to the boys at Dark Matter Golf. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's um, controversial week this week, Nate, too. We've got a few things we need to tick off. We want to make it nice and sharp to get this um, this interview in. Where do you want to start? That is the theme of this week. Controversy is definitely the theme of this week. Um, I guess we, we need to start with the PGA. Do it. Do it. Patrick Reed. What the fuck? What was he thinking? Like, Take it all. Let's let's peel it all back. Let's peel it all back. And and we asked Hendy this, right? I mean, I'm not going to ruin what, what Hendy's take on it was. Yeah, Hendy's peel, got a take. You have to listen. Peel it all back. It, it will come to that in the pod. What the fuck was he thinking? I don't think he was thinking, was he? Look, I I understand if that's the rules and if he was abiding by the rules and, and doing what he thought was right and we're just so quick to jump on Patrick Reed. Everyone loves to smash this guy. Um, I kind of enjoyed a little bit because I don't particularly like the guy. I think I pretended to like the guy because Steve, I really hated him when we did Golf Days Australia podcast. Um, but, you know, he the, – the questionable thing for me, and if you haven't seen it, he hits a ball into the rough. He says it's embedded, checks the ball to see if it's embedded. He believes it's embedded so that he's going to get a free drop, which is just part of the rule. What he doesn't know is the ball has clearly bounced, which means there is no way that ball can embed itself. Um, He tries to then say that the volunteer said that it didn't bounce, but apparently the volunteer just said that they didn't see it bounce, which is completely different to saying, no, it definitely didn't bounce. Um, But then got the rules official over. Came out and looked. Rules official was happy with what Patrick Reed has done. There's 
a bit of um, controversy out there of what was Patrick Reed doing when he was feeling for the embedded area and whether he was pressing down firmly with his fingers to create what would seem like it was embedded there um, and pushing down on the area. But he's Patrick Reed. He knows everyone's going to be all over him. He's got to do everything. I don't care if it takes it. He's talked about pace of play. Mate, everyone loves jumping on you for anything. Go and call the rules official and don't touch your ball. The the part I don't get is you're asking for a ruling on an embedment. I don't even know if it's a word, but an embedded ball, right? Yeah. You've got to see the ball in situ to see if it was embedded or not. Yeah, well, apparently you've got to take – you can feel if it's broken the ground. So the key term is if it's broken the ground. You can feel if something's broken the ground, but if the ball's been removed from that spot, anything could have – like this is the part I'm getting at, right? Yeah, but they take the the ball away to see if it's embedded. So they always remove the ball to see if it's embedded. I understand that. And then you see if there's an indentation and if the plane has been broken. I don't get that. I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, I get all of that. But you do that under supervision, right? To so that there's no allegation of cheating. I know you don't have to do it, but you just it's like when you cart balls on a car path. Everyone knows you get free relief from a car path, right? Yeah. But you still say to your playing partner, Hey You're mate, I'm just gonna take relief. You yes. like, you yeah. let them know what's going on. That's it's right. It's called transparency. Yeah. And I ain't even a professional, right? No one gives a, a shit no, what I'm doing. But it's just a common courtesy. It's um, you know, it, it's just taking that controversy away from it communication with your partner who's scoring you at the end of the day and i just don't know how he keeps finding himself in these spots but i gotta hand it to him for him to then come out and shoot a 68 in the final round and win the tournament by five shots in the end and he played just solid up and down his putter is just phenomenal and you can't he may have saved himself a shot by cheating there or whatever, and that's all everyone's going to think about. But he still dominated the the tournament. Yeah, for sure. And look, that, that, that wasn't the only controversy, but the best part of it out of it, and, and this is <laughs> this is still under investigation. But there has been a, a Twitter account uh, that's long been very pro Patrick Reed, and it's always been rumored that it was a burner account for Justine Reed, and. He got found out. He threw up a tweet. Allegedly. 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 He threw up a tweet that went up on his, Patrick Reed's Twitter account that then got taken down and got thrown up on this burner account. So. Word for word, verbatim, right? Yes. Nothing had changed. It was was just they'd put it in the wrong account is basically what it is. They called it. so it's pretty much well. Is it him or is it someone in his camp? Like so. So what's yet to be a hundred percent confirmed, but is almost a hundred percent confirmed without being confirmed, is that whoever's controlling both Patrick Reed's Twitter account and what's it called, golf rules or golf? Yes, some, yeah, uh, yeah, some is the same person. Correct. We we've pretty much confirmed that, right? So whether that's Patrick, whether it's his wife, whether it's Whatever it is, yeah. it's potentially the same person. And they came to the defense saying, Who is it? Rory? Who did it? Someone else did it. 
Yeah, why nobody questioned it when Rory did it. Like Rory did exactly the same thing and nobody mentions a thing, but then Patrick does it and everyone jumps. So it's still like talking third person as well and it goes up on his personal account status. Yeah, so look, let's be honest. It's probably a high chance it's not him personally, but it's a representative of him. It's Justine. Um, (laughs) Let's hopefully we don't get sued. Yeah, allegedly. Um, But... Look, and this is where I've got to, like, I'm pro Bryson. People don't like Bryson. Patrick Reed. a lot of people don't like him. You've got to take that away sometimes and just look at the golf he played and the golf he has played. Um, you've put me off now. Um, yeah, you, you've got to separate what, what he is as the, the, the villain, the, the people that, you know, the people don't like him, and that's just how he's always going to be perceived. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where people do like him. Um, he's, I'm not one to judge looks, but he's got a very punchable face, and I've said that before. Like he just has this head on him that just it makes you angry just even watching him talk and the way he talks and everything else. I know it's very judgmental, but he played great golf this week and I can't take that away from him. And one area that we let ourselves down with last week is some proper research because – this is the US Open venue for this year. Yeah. We didn't even mention that last year and last week in our preview. Yeah, look, we rambled last week. We were all over the shop. Can I just say this this episode will shit all over last week's. Um that wasn't his that wasn't the biggest dog act from Reed though. That his biggest dog act was me tipping him the week before and him doing yeah. jack shit and then coming yeah. out and winning the week after. That's that, that's a dog act. That's why I don't like him. It's his smugness. No one likes his – he just looks smug, doesn't he? Like I listened to his post-round three interview and then even his winning interview, like his interview after he won today, and it's just – it just – it's got arrogance all over it. Like – even the Captain America call and all that crap, and you just go, oh, mate, you're so full of yourself. If you just had a little bit of humbleness about you, people would like you. And that's the difference between someone like him and Bubba. I can see Bubba's got some arrogance and some of that stuff, but Bubba then has the humility and the, the humbleness, and that's what Reed's missing, and someone just needs to whack it into him and he'll – but it's not going to happen. He's too far down the road. See you later. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. Let's move on. So, well it... – <laughs> We uh, so not only is it US Open venue this year, which is good to see what it's going to be like. It's a municipal course they call it over there as well. It's a muni course, which is basically a public track. So Beth Page Black is the same, uh, Tory's the same. It's a it's a public track that you can get on, which is great. Uh, but they're gonna that rough was thick, anyways. I mean, everyone else was nine under and below. Uh, he kind of ran away at 14 under. So it's going to be interesting to see what the course is like and if any of the form from these top kind of 10 players will Shawfly be around. Will Tony Finau, Tony Finau, another top five. I think that's his 19th top five in 100 starts or something. But he didn't choke this time. Like that, I was watching it. He was pretty solid. He put balls in the water. We all do that. It's yeah. good feeding the fishes, mate. No, you yeah. got to feed the, yeah. the fish. Fish get hungry. He missed a lot of putts as well. Yeah, but I'd much rather see him do that than have a full brain meltdown. Like you know, when he's in the lead and then he, he loses it. This was he was always chasing. So I, I yeah. like that about Finau. I think. Yeah, he, he shot a sixty nine. So you know, it, it wasn't like he shot a seventy three, seventy four to to come top five. He he did shoot, but it's just 
another top five for Tony Finau. If you're just backing him to get top fives, you're banking cash. If you're backing him to be a winner, you're a very frustrated uh, punter and obviously gamble responsibly. Um, but yeah, that was that was the PJ. Any I, no. Corey Pines, we'll see it in a couple of months. Patrick Reed. Yep, yeah. good on you, Patrick Reed. Um, congrats was, on the win. Yeah, no, you don't mean that. It's um, It was shadowed by the European. Let's move on to the European. That yep. that was good to watch again. Wait, wait, we've still got our picks. Our picks. Oh, yeah. Is this so, a good one for me? Oh, no, no this well, is the shit. No, 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 this is, no, it wasn't that bad, but this week. So Victor Hovland was my pick, second. So two points added to my score of 25 means I go to 27. Uh, you were sitting on yeah. 170. Malnardi. 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 You went yep. all right. You went okay. Top 10. He got 10th. Yeah. So 10 yeah. points eight. added for you. 180 you go to. Yeah. So that was an eight-shot difference for me. Like, yeah, you got eight less yeah. points than me. Yeah. And Malnardi is a great pick. I just uh, – he's a bucket hat boy. So – Got to love a bucket hat. Loves it. Loves it. That bucket hat is just, yeah, it's so good to see. We've got to see more of it out there. But um, like you said, let's jump into the Euro. The Euro was – the Euro for me has been just killing the PGA. We're, we're a couple of events in. I know they're at Dubai, but, you know, the PGA does its thing in Hawaii as well. But I'm just – I'm all aboard the Euro Tour this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just getting kind of sick of the same old thing in the PGA, the coverage. Maybe it's Nick Faldo that I just hate listening to as well, just – talk about how he was a little bit below the plane and that was the issue with his shot. Um, he just rambles on. So the Euro for me is a clear winner at the moment and uh, the Dubai Classic was a, 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 another great event that was on. And Paul Casey, 43 years old, just uh, got it done over there, just absolutely solid. I think it's because it comes down to the coverage, right? Because that's we're getting that. That's the perception. That's the lens we're looking at it um, yes. through. It comes down to the European is about the golf and the golfers. Yes. yes. The PGA is about the sponsors and the bullshit. Everything else. That's what they do. Doing. Yeah. It's charities, it's location, it's um, advertisements, it's, you know, pumping, you know, the sponsor, sponsor, sponsor thing. So, one thing I liked about the PGA this week is that. They put the leaderboard up there the whole time. Bottom right, they had a, a constant leaderboard that was there the entire time. And I, I thought that was actually not a bad move just to see if you turned it on. Sometimes you turn the golf on and you just want to see a leaderboard to see where yeah. it's up to. So um, you could see what was kind of going on. I thought that was a cool move. But, yeah, the Euro over there. Firstly, Dubai is just an insane venue. Uh, I love that one of the throwbacks that they did do while the coverage was on is showed the transformation of this course and Dubai in the background and just the fact that this course was built in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. Dubai was just nothing at that stage as well. It was just this pipe dream. And over the years, they show the skyline and the city behind it just get better and better and better. And it just, it's an incredible place. It blows my mind what they've done over there. And um, they're celebrating 50 years. 50 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. And I think watching that that exact um, segment that you said, it was the first golf course in Dubai with grass. So right. prior to that, there was no grass golf course. So it's like golf courses, but it was just on the sand or on the shit, right? Oh, yeah. Or just the golf course. The logistics probably. of it just blow. Oh. It, it, that's just Dubai in general. And like, I've got a mate that 
um, has been living over there for a decade and luckily he's just got back a couple of nights ago. He was struggling to get back because of COVID. But, you know, the stories that he has over there of, and, and he's involved in the engineering, the, the construction work over there and just insane what they've done. And uh, it's definitely on my bucket list to go over there and, and play. I reckon it'd be incredible. Yeah, I had a mate that's played and, and he, he sent us a video during the, the, the four days of him teeing off on that is it the 15th or whatever it is, which has got the, the skyline in the back and it's, yeah. he sent us the video. And um, the only downfall, and, and we have to call it out, it'd be a mistress not to, is the greens were shit. Did you see them on the TV? Yeah. Like, uh, they were, there was, they were in trouble. So Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think Hendy, Hendy mentions that about the greens and saying that they're about to, um, I think, dig them up and, and redo them. So they obviously... Yeah, they obviously need some redoing, and there was a couple that were really patchy, and it really depended where people left their chips and everything else like that, and how much it would have affected. So, Hendy said it was rolling seventeen thousand, I think he said on the stip meter. Um, but before we talk about Hendy, yeah, Paul Casey, forty three years old, um, Ryder Cup year, absolutely huge push. He said he's, and he didn't just mean it lightly. He just said, "I feel like I found my youth again. I feel like I found." like the fun of the game and you could tell he was a bit emotional at the end when they interviewed him um i have this love-hate relationship with paul actually i I always think paul casey's really boring and i've always said that um even his mid-round interview and again euro tour do their mid-round interviews and we love it and they're interviewing the leader and he started talking about how confident he is i've been here before i've done it i know i can do it and that and i was just like right whatever mate all I wanted him to do in that interview was eat his bloody sandwich. He's he, just, he just kept going to eat it and then they keep yeah, asking yeah. questions. And then the other <laughs> thing is uh, Birdie, Birdie who's doing the interview, is kind of he's got the boom mic. So if people haven't seen it, he's got a boom mic. So he's forcing Paul Casey to walk where Paul Casey has to walk because he's got to stand in front. At one stage they're walking down the path. Birdie's on the path. He's pushing Casey into the sandy area. Casey's like on the sandy off, off the path area. I was like, "What's going on here?" But um, yeah, he just held this sandwich for uh, the whole stroll down the fairway. But again, that access that the Euro do is just insane. All I'm thinking in that interview was like, "If that's me, I'm going to feel so rushed over my next shot because I'm going to stuff it down. Yeah. I'm stuff my sandwich out, and I want to yeah. wipe my hands, and I want to yeah. just go on bloody hell. This is doing my head in. Hurry up and finish this interview. But that was his fifteenth win on the European Tour. Mm. So, um, mate, yeah, massive fourth career. of all time. I think they said, uh, yeah, he was the fourth of fourth of all time, or something like that. So. Uh, maybe the four, maybe that was English winners. Actually, that might have been fourth of all time for the English winners on the European Tour or something. But he's he's definitely got a decent resume under himself, and and like he said, he'd love to push the Ryder Cup. And it, it, they mentioned that a few times. How much of a push that gives players the year of a Ryder Cup year because they want to qualify for it. So um, he's still got it. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in there. Yeah, and and depending on rankings and stuff, you you guaranteed spots in in those sort of teams. Yeah, so if he keeps uh, winning tournaments, he, he'll definitely get a spot in there. Young uh, Robert McIntyre, though the left-hander, um, look had a really good round. Just his inexperience, I think, cost him there in that final round. Did you see his tee shot? I think it was eight or nine, where he's pulled up mid swing of his drive. The bird. He saw a bird or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. There's no way oh. you could do that. I would have done a hip. I would yes. 
yeah, popped a rib out or something. I would have been. And gone. this is this is in between. He he went four bogeys in a row, so he was the only person to go three bogeys in a row, and then he made it four bogeys in a row. Bogeyed seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, finished two over for the round. Still finished third, but um, massive learning learning opportunity for him. He, he's got it done. He got it done not long ago. So best uh, best lefty in the in the game. Highest rank left-handed golfer in the world. Better than Bubba. Better and than I've got Bubba. an issue with the rankings as well. I was looking at the rankings today and I thought it was very interesting how top-heavy the PGA plays in it. And I, I'd have to look into the back system of, of what PGA is worth compared to what the Euro is worth. But if you look at like the top 50 of the rankings, a lot of those players are heavily in the PGA Tour and the back 50, so 50 to 100, if you look at that, that's where a lot of the European Tour uh, players pop up. So I don't know what the system is. I don't know if that was because of COVID and a number of like things not being run in the last 12 months. But yeah, it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on because I think the Euro, as we see from next week's field, is just going from strength to strength and um, obviously more money just being pumped into it. Yeah, it's, it's insane next week with the movement of, of um, professionals across the tours. So you, you touch on it there, but the the amount of um, PGA regulars who are going over to play in Saudi yeah, Arabia. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Which, when we get to Hendy's interview in about a minute. Yeah, he gives hear... us some insights that it's not the, the most glamorous place to kind of go to and play golf. So They must be throwing some money at them. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think you, you, you nailed it on the head. COVID would have played a massive part. So I think the the PGA got up and kicking in late last year, and there's heaps more events, and the European was probably a little bit lagging in that place. So yeah, we should yeah. do some research on that World Golf Tour, uh, World Golf Rankings. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, and 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 how much you take out of it. I guess it can be like FedEx Cup points to a lot of people in in how serious they kind of take it all. But obviously every player wants to be as high as they come because as the higher up you are, obviously the more entries you're getting into events. And just quickly, we didn't touch on it with the Aussies abroad because we're about to talk about Hendy over there, but we didn't talk about it with the PGA, but Scotty tied 10th, Leash 18th, Cameron Davis, Percy, Jones, they all made the cut. So good to see Scotty around and about a uh, tied 10 over there and, and Leash with some form as well, defending his, uh, his thing over there, so we, we forgot to mention that. But the Euros, obviously, we um, we had Wade Ormsby and Lucas Herbert tied 22nd, uh, which is a great result. Uh, Scrivs, 41st. Scrivs was coming second in the race to Dubai. I think that's still current, um, but he was coming second to Tyrrell Hatton in the race to Dubai, and I know it's only a couple of events in or whatever, but that's uh, awesome for Scrivs. And um, Hendy and Minwoo missed the cut, but as we talk about with Hendy, there was a there was a double par in there, and he missed the cut by one. So we were so excited to talk to him uh, the round before when he shot three under, and then he had his double par and missed by one, and we we're like, uh oh. Well, I'd, I'd sent him a, I'd given him a shout out, or I tagged him, or done something on the the socials after round one, saying like, good effort, you know. He's tie eleventh or something, I think, after the first round. I'm going, oh, here we go, here we go. And you see my uh, my Insta feed, mate. I was very hesitant to put up the old uh, double parts. The first of the year that I've uh, I've nailed and, and sent. And yeah, we we, we we he inboxes, did he? What did he do? He, this yeah. So I I don't know. I, frame it up. Hendy. Frame it up before we throw to the the Hendy interview. Frame it up. We love we love Hendy, but I, I I'm a bit worried that we're becoming a bit of a. a 
we'll turn, we might turn him into a bit of a basket case where he's worried about the double pars on course because he thinks of us straight away. But he's obviously played a great first round and then second round he has a double par, misses the cut by one. He comes off the course and uh, the first thing he does at 4.45 a.m. our time is he messages us and goes, fuck, first double par of the year. Brain explosion, brain explosion, head wrapped emojis. <laughs> he, the first thing he's done, he's missed the cut by one. He's had a double par and he just messages us straight away about his first double par of the year. So, And that's what we love about him, huh? He's just he's top, top bloke. Just so down to earth. He's so good. So, hey, let's throw to it. You reckon throw straight to the yep. to the interview now. So we'll we'll throw it over to Hendy. Hendy, as you'll see, sitting in the first class lounge in Dubai, and enjoy this interview. It is one of a kind. What's going on, mate? <laughs> mate, I'm eating short beef, short ribs, and having a glass of Margo. How, how are you boys doing? Oh, <laughs> the life. Watching B grade oh, TV. Shit, well, got, I'm, I'm watching Wade Ormsby sitting opposite me at the table, so that's worse than B Grade TV. Oh, yeah, go on, Wade's a good looking bloke. Yeah, that'd be If you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what time do you fly out? Um, four o'clock. What time is it now? Four, four o'clock. It's uh, 1.30, so we thought we'd make use of the lounge before we flew. But yeah, it must be a decent airport, yeah. There's not many people in it, but the lounge is pretty good. It's got yeah. free shit in it. Did, did Ormsby just order a latte and the tiramisu? Oh, he did too. You heard that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's on. As I, as I put on Instagram the other day, he got an interview for a male magazine, so he's on sort of a diet. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is this all... the point that we tell you we're recording? Yeah, now? we're Indians recording, mate. We're, we're started. <laughs> You guys can record whatever you want. You just could go beep when I say stuff, though, shouldn't you? <laughs> no, no beeping here, mate. We want some headless with Andy. <laughs> and after that last round, there must no, have been some. I don't, I, don't, I don't. Fuck, no headlessness at all, mate. No, n- none. Just the uh, just just the lob wedge, the lob the lob wedge sort of just disintegrated. Ooh. Well, that, what did talk about that? That's the picture. Is that what the the, the shaft that broke? Yeah, I can't believe they don't make them strong these days. I only hit the tree twice of it. <laughs> well, let's let's. There's the elephant in the room. Can we can we talk about it? F- fuck me, it's ears are flapping. You might as well talk about it. We <laughs> <laughs> got happened? the play-by-play description on the yeah. Twitter. Yeah, what happened? Um, well, I was on the seventeenth hole and I was had to make two birdies to make the cut. I drove it up near the green, and then I just did the old amateur move and went straight under the ball, popped it up about six feet in front of me. So I turned around to the palm tree, and there's dead set. I swear there was a snake in it. So I was just <laughs> trying to scare the snake off so I didn't bite my caddy. So I just gave it the quick little Zorro with the club on the uh, on the tree, and the head just popped off the club. Uh, That's my story anyway. I love it. So you didn't it's see a the video? safety issue. <laughs> Did you I, not see I, the video, Scotty? I, it's uh, if you're feeling glum, stick up your thumb. <laughs> well, uh, I sort of have a bit of a different saying to that, but anyway. <laughs> Come on, share us. What is it? No, because you guys will publish that, so I'm not saying what I'm going to say. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, so you've just come off the back of the Dubai. You hung around there for the, the full four days, I'm guessing. 
Yes, yes, because um, there's no reason why you should go to Saudi any earlier than you have to. Right, right. So you're about to head to the Saudi. Unless you're, in, unless you're into sand sand and wearing uh, headgear and long dresses. So it's a little bit different to the Dubai Classic? Um, yeah, there's no alcohol there. so Dry. Um, yeah, dry place. And then obviously, I'm, I'm not really into doing the Hajj sort of stuff. So yeah, that's what most people go there for is to do the Hajj and that's, that's, I'm going to go play golf. So, so what, so what's this week look, that, for, look like for you then? So you're, what day is it over there at the moment? It's, it's Monday. Yep. And it's Monday. Fly. And then we, um, we fly at four o'clock, get in there at six twenty. then we do the big, uh, somehow get to the hotel and then we go for the PCR test where they shove the big thing up your nose again and yep. test if you got COVID and, and you, you, you hope and pray you haven't got COVID so you don't have to be stuck in a hotel room for a couple of weeks in Saudi. Oh, wow. And then you've got a couple of practice rounds? And then, well, I'm going to play uh, tomorrow. I'm going to play 18 holes. Yep. And then there's a pro-am on Wednesday. And then uh, obviously we kick off on Thursday. And the problem is try, all of us, us guys trying to get back to the US and other places with the uh, closures in the EU and the UK, it's tough to get routes to get home so we're trying to work out how to get home so so what is what comes up after um saudi for you excuse can I have another margo please mate <laughs> uh, same glasses <laughs> what a live dp mate. seriously hey? yeah you know well us hashtag guys out here lucky tour, boy lucky know, boy oh, hashtag just saying <laughs> hashtag <laughs> we, uh, he's got to get it in before saudi gonna have four days without it yeah true that's right. Get it in you. Oh, can I get one of those tiramisu's, please? That looks good. Thank you. Do you want a latte as well? So, um, I'll have a latte after I have my fifth glass of wine. That'll be good. You know, if if I don't if 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 I don't enjoy this, who's going to? That's that's the way I look at it. You know, oh, someone's yeah. got to do it. That's it's the way tough you got to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Someone someone has to do it, and I think you're yeah. doing it well, mate. Well, I try my best. I mean, I've been I've been. I haven't had a drink since the 2nd of January, so I figured I'm in the lounge. Might as well have some. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So what's what's the plan for after Saudi? Well, we're supposed to be playing in Qatar in a couple of weeks after, but at the moment we're waiting to see what's going on with these travel restrictions to whether we're going to go to Qatar or not. So just got to sort of sit around and, and see what happens. And then not long after that, did you say it's back to the States? Um. No, well, I'll be going back to the States after Saudi for yep. three weeks and and then and then we're supposed to play Oman and Qatar, but Oman's been called off. Yep. And then we're just waiting to see what happens with Qatar. It's just one of those waiting games. We've just got to wait and see. Yep. So um, tell us about your form the last two rounds. So we've had the HSBC and the Dubai Classic. How have you felt? Well, guys, these chips are really good. Um <laughs> Let us know when the, the can, on them. let us know when the um, the tiramisu comes. Can you put it on Twitter? We want to have a, I want to have a look. Yeah. I'll ask Wade. Wade, how's this tiramisu? It's very nice. I love the cream all over the top. <laughs> 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 yes. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, when you come tied twenty second, he had a good good result. Wade deserves some cream on top. 
Oh, mate, he's been cashing in the last two times. Hasn't he? Yeah. He cashed in in Abu Dhabi. Oh, mate, he's made a massive check and still won't even buy me a drink. I mean, we went to dinner the other night. He, he, did, he lost 400 AED to me the other day because um, <clears throat> he couldn't win the skin. But guess what? He made the cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he made 30 grand and I'm, I made 400, 400 local. Can can we talk about the fourth hole? The fourth hole, yeah, it was a great hole. That one comes right right after the third and before the fifth. <laughs> it was a shocker. What happened? So, well, I'll be honest. Since the week's over, the greens are going to be dug up. I think this week. So what they did, they sanded them and rolled them. So they were running at about seventeen hundred on the stint meter. Right. Yeah. Top, top it up, please, mate. Not a half glass, big glass, thanks. <laughs> um, so I missed the green left in the rough and thought I didn't have a stance. Cause, oh, that's beautiful. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Um, I thought I'd try to chip it, chip it on the green. Didn't have a stance. And then I only chipped it six feet in front of me. And then I thought I'd just hit a normal chip on the green, hit a normal chip on the green. And then my playing partner said, that better sit down. Well, I didn't. Just rolled over the green into the water. Then I took a drop, chipped it on, missed the putt, tapped it in. Well, tapped in a six-footer for seven and went to the next hole. So, actually, I did better than double par. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you – I don't know if you saw, but uh, DP had a tough time putting that one up on the Insta page. You know what? I do not believe that for one second. <laughs> I did. I did, Andy. I, I sat on it for 24 hours. I felt really bad because we were in negotiations trying That's, to get you So the in. worst thing was we spoke to you the day before. You'd shot three under. We're, we're happy as. We're like, yes, we're going to get Handy off a good week. All of a sudden, we look the next day and we've seen double par and then you've missed the cut by one and we're like, oh, no. Yeah, but it was a good week. When you think about it, I mean, I was seven over three, seven holes. That's right. I only yep. missed a cut by a shot. Yep. I mean, it's... You can't complain about these things. At least it was a good rally to come back. hundred uh, percent. And you, you know, know, it's just yeah. it's just a shame it wasn't a single stableford because I could have thrown that hole out. <laughs> More stableford events on the uh, Euro. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that's what I reckon. More stableford events out here on tour, and I go all right. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, the, there's the clickbait right there. That's what. That's our headline. <laughs> Andy asked for more stableford events. <laughs> hey, talking about clickbait, I don't know if you've got an opinion, Handy, but um. <laughs> the Patrick Reed thing. Have you wow. have you come across it? Have you seen it? Um, I think it's the only thing I have seen on Twitter for the past twenty four hours. Really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you a, as a... I as I stated as I stated on Twitter before, mate. People, general general public who play golf, sort of knows the rules, but sort of don't. And you don't have to tell your playing partner you're marking the ball to identify it or check if it's in a in a pitch mark yep. that's just more of a common courtesy sort of etiquette sort of thing yeah and i agree with everything he done up until the point where he actually got the drop because i don't, personally i don't see how it plugged after yes. a bounce but yep. you know what the rules official made the made the rules official made the, the decision yeah and that's all there is to it i think everyone just loves getting on top of him don't they because well, I, I tell you what boys this tiramisu looks pretty damn good <laughs> Are you eating the cream yourself or are you going to give it to Wade? I think Wade's leaning over to try and get a bit of cream on him. <laughs> but, um, the, um, yeah, mate, the decision that the rules official made, I thought I watched it and saw the, the rules official when he had a look at the lie 
wasn't very thorough. Every time I've asked for a plug light, the guy gets in there about three centimeters from it and makes sure that it has broken the surface. So, yep. you know, good on him. He, he used the rules to his advantage and that's what the rules are there for. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen it plenty of times where it hasn't been brought up like that or there's no camera around or whatever. But I guess being Patrick Reed, everyone's uh, just feels like they want to jump on him over anything. So it's just going to be yeah. part of um, – he's just going to have to well, deal with that. And he seemed to deal with it well to play like he did today, I guess, in that round with that over his head. He, he didn't lead it phase him at all. He closed it out. Yeah, he did. He played really good. Um, sp- speaking of Twitter, the mate – The thing is, mate, the thing – yeah. Yeah, go. No, no, go. Well, the thing is, it doesn't matter what type of sportsman you are. When you're an elite sportsman, it doesn't matter what you do. People just try and get all over you about everything anyway. So that's just part of the life. It's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. And I guess the quicker, that's a really good lesson for the, the younger guys coming on tour, I guess, that you try and teach them early on. Or guide them as um, a mentor. I actually try and, I try and guide them into decent wine first. Yes, priorities. That's the key. That's the key to your success is getting a proper bottle of wine and getting the right price point. Um, Does that price point change depending on how successful you are, Hendy? Or? Mate, I'm quite comfortable in my life where I can go into a bottle of once a week and buy an $80 bottle of wine and not stress about it. Now, yeah. the point comes where I can't afford the $80 bottle of wine, then I'm going to get start getting worried. That's, that's, that's my price point. If I can buy an $80 <laughs> bottle, I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, well, Wado can buy them for you. Wado, mate, Wado's in the three, four hundred dollar bottles of wine. True. And he doesn't even drink wine; just puts it in the back, puts it in the back of his cellar. He's got this massive cellar at the back, and he's got all these golf clubs in there. I think he's got his first golf clubs from when he was a junior, and he still uses the same length. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I've lost track. DP, you got anything? Well, you're talking. You're talking about Twitter. You're talking about Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Twitter. 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 Get on the ball. Twitter, um, not longer yet. You know, you love a bit of Twitter action, but how do you deal with the trolls? Mate, trolls are dickheads. That's all there is to it. That's all. That's anything you got to think about. You know, it's as simple as that. You just got to for for every hundred people that reply to you, there might be one idiot out there, and that's just the way it goes. And there's always someone trying to stir some shit up, and that's just the way it is. And are you pretty good at brushing that? I know sometimes you'll, you'll bite. Oh, not sometimes. Most <laughs> times, but, Most but I do times. keep it. I do keep it. I do keep it quite friendly, and I don't get. I don't get too aggressive and abusive. I mean, I, I, I could get aggressive and abusive, but I, but I don't because I know there are some kids out there that try and read some of the Twitter stuff as well. So I try and keep it, you know, on a civil sort of level. And and if they don't agree with me, then don't read it. Don't follow. It's simple as that. For sure, for sure. Um, so, Hendy, I've got, I've got to ask, if you had made the cut, were you wearing that flamingo shirt on Saturday? Oh, shit, yeah. Pink flamingos, mate, would have been all out on Saturday for the pink Saturday in Dubai. That was a cracking and shirt. I, cock, I, I, had, I had Macau's, I had Macaws on my shirt on Tuesday and Wade wanted one with cockatoos on it. <laughs> Just two? Oh, mate, I think he's, he's more than one cockatoo. <laughs> He's seen more than one cock or two in his life, you'd say? I think so. He's, yeah. he's usually got his budgie smuggles on. <laughs> bird lover. Are, bird lover. Uh, are there any other Aussie boys in the in the lounge at the moment that are heading over? Uh, no, because uh, nobody can uh, get to the echelon that we're in. We're in the first class lounge. You know, we're, we're oh. well and truly above the other guys. Wait, I'd so, like Scribs, to think so, so anyway. Scribs isn't even in there? 
Mate, Scripps probably flying private after winning 700 grand the other week. I was going to say, he's what, coming second in the race to Dubai or whatever? Mate, he's probably on, he's probably on a private jet tonight down there with DJ and Patrick <laughs> and all those guys. He'll be, he'll be having dinner with those guys now. They'll just brush us. Yeah, DJ's playing this week, yeah? Mate, I reckon they must be paying about $10 million in appearance fees and charging us $4 million to stay in a hotel. <laughs> hey, do you know who else is playing there? Us guys, there, us guys are all, all playing whatever. And I don't know who else is playing in DP? Bryson. Mate, there is about... There's, uh, I think, uh, Kevin Nah, I think Johnny Vegas. Um, Desham- is DeChambeau coming? Yeah, DeChambeau's playing. Tyrrell, can... Patrick Reed, Hovland, Fleetwood, Fenia. Phil me, Phil me. Phil McCracken's going to be there. <laughs> Uncle <Left-hander>. Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil's going to be there. He's not as good so, as uh, McIntyre's the best left-hander at the moment. Apparently. So I'm judging by the world rankings. Yeah. So he's, he's been playing fantastic. Who's second? Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. Bubba. He's just gone above Bubba now. In the in the world rankings, um, just quickly before we let you go, Paul Casey at a you know played so solid this week. He's he's come into form at his age as well. Yes, his yes. age. <laughs> what is his age? He's he, he might be yeah, younger. Than, he might be younger than Hendy, but they were they were he's mentioning a lot about his age he's today. Forty three, isn't he? Yeah, he's forty three, and they kept talking about his age. Uh, well, you know, it's only it's only a number, isn't it? It That's is. Right. You're in your prime. Your 40 to 50 years is your prime. Apparently. That's what they say. Yeah. So you got a good couple of years left in but, you. Um, <laughs> well, um, my intentions are to play until I'm 70. Because I just want to, you know, every year I get grumpier. So it's perfect. <laughs> so we'll see how we go. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll let you get to the tiramisu, mate. But um, thanks for jumping on. Good luck at Saudi. What what are we what are we thinking for for this week? Well, I'm thinking uh, we go out on Thursday. We go out. We 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 get the windy afternoon draw. We shoot yep. 41 on the front nine. Come back in 37 for a little 78 the first round. <laughs> then I go out in the morning on the next day. Pop in a little 68. Miss a cup by a shot. That's my <laughs> prediction for this week. <laughs> He's as good as Kevin Kisner. Let's see, this, these are the quotes. <laughs> but you don't get paid if you miss the cut, Andy. Can you at least make the cut? You've got to get some, some more. Well, if it was a casino there, I might have a chance of getting paid, but there isn't. <laughs> you win all, actually, here you go. You're probably going to win. You won't have anywhere to celebrate on Sunday afternoon. No alcohol in the country. How good's that? It'll be it's dry. perfect. Saves you a heap of money. <laughs> You'll be looking for a tiramisu to celebrate. Mate, I'll be on that. If I win, I'll be on that flight, a Qatar flight on Sunday night into Qatar, a little stopover, and then from Qatar to Philadelphia, we'll be having a few drinks on the plane, which will be more than perfect because yeah. it'll take me about four days to get over it when I get home, especially at the age I'm at, as you keep referring to. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just going off what the commentators were saying today, that's all. Oh, awesome. Uh, you're a legend, Hendy. Um, thank you so much. You know you are our first official guest on our new podcast, the Double Fire Golf Podcast, mate. So thank you for, for coming on. No worries. There's no, one else, there's no one else we'd rather uh, start us off for this new podcast. So thank you, mate. Too easy. All right. So, well, buddy, good luck, mate. 
Yep. Pass our uh, good right, luck on to Wado as well. We'll uh, we'll have to have a chat to him in the future when he's not got his face yeah, full of cream. He's a, he's, he, no, he's only eaten half the tiramisu and the other half's all over him. <laughs> <laughs> See you, boys. Good luck. See you, boy. Hey, Andy. How good was that, mate? What? Fucking hell. I am still <laughs> laughing. I'm still... How bizarre. Like, it's still so surreal that we got to... Uh, uh, I say this after we speak to every pro whenever we get to interview somebody, but that is insane access. He um he might have missed the cut, but he's not doing it tough, eh? Eighty dollar bottles of red wine. <laughs> Eighty Yeah, what he yeah. So I thought when he said eighty dollar bottle of red wine, he was gonna say, and then I'll just go to the, the fifty dollar bottle of red wine. But he's like, as soon as it drops below that, I'm not happy. Uh, yeah. I, I won't be satisfied or whatever. Righto. But just, uh, yeah, uh, I can't, yeah, massive shout out to Hendy. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to have a chat to us. Um, dead set, our, where he's number one fans, that's for sure. And I just, I'm, I'm interested, maybe this is the next question, our follow up next time we interview him, is did he help Wade get the cream off him? Because what did he say? He said he ate half and the other half, half of it was all up, over him, all, all over, over his face. Him. So I hope, I hope Scott, being the mate that he is, helped. Way to get that off in um, a nice professional way. I'm sure I did. I reckon our listeners are still trying to unpack all of it, just like we will be for a while. But um, oh, how good! I, I just love him to to go over to Saudi now and just clean up, and then that's his place. That's his favourite place in the world. All of a sudden, and he can't get a bottle of champagne to celebrate. That'd be because <laughs> you, you could see him going off with the bottle of champagne. Oh, some sparkling water will be poured all over him or something just down in some yeah. So, but um, if anyone's anyone's got any hints and tips for Hendy on how he can deal with his snake problem out of the old uh, palm trees, he, he'd be probably more than willing to listen to your advice. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, or if anyone's got a spare lobby. Lob wedge oh, they can see. Yeah, we should yeah, we should have asked him like, yeah, what's he what's he gonna do now? He might have to get one off weight or, or screws or something. But uh yeah, I, I don't think he really liked me bringing up the age thing. He, he kind of taint, changed his tone a little there, but you know, had to go there. <laughs> oh, gotta love him. Mate, it's um the first of many interviews with uh Headless, I hope. And um hundred percent. Yeah, and, and hopefully a few others. There's a few more in the pipe works, mate. Yeah, so yeah, definitely, definitely got a few more in the pipework, and um, I think we might have to get Wade himself on. We might have to hear it from the other side. Yeah, so I think we get Wade to throw Hendy under the bus. I don't think Hendy would care. Nah, not at all. Uh, maybe maybe we, could, we could ask Wade about his is uh, avid bird watcher by the sounds of it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll just we'll just yep. I left that one alone. I didn't know what where to go there. I just thought up. Oh, let let Handy well, just stay. You're a boy from the bush, Nate. You would have seen a cockatoo in your time, wouldn't you? You get different ones out there: black ones, white ones. All boys' the... private school, mate. All right, let's uh... <laughs> let's move right along to Aussie golf. We got Aussie golf. Aussie golf. Let's go. We yeah, yeah we had some. We hey, had big, the big week. Big week. Huge week. Yeah, we had the um, the players' series in Victoria, hosted by the one and only. Major winner Jeff Jeffrey, yeah, down at Rosebud, um, and it actually got some airtime on the old TV, which is sensational. So those that have got uh, Fox or Ko, 
would have seen that on Saturday and Sunday. They did uh, quite a few hours, actually, dedicated to that. So And the girls hope, and boys playing together. Mate, awesome. Awesome um, awesome format. And it's not Concept. just girls and boys. Also, um, the juniors. Yes. So the juniors come along for the for the ride. Um, Jeff himself was was up there on the leaderboard after round two. Had some um, some really good holes. Lots of chip ins. Um, there was even an albatross by the eventual winner. Did you see that one at all, Nate? I didn't see it. I missed it, but I, I saw the scorecard. So when I was looking through Brad Kennedy's uh, scorecard, I, I quickly saw that there was a two on a par five there, which is always good to see, Albatross. Uh, it's funny, like we go through, I've been through this uh, hypothetical a few times about the Albatross versus the hole in one, and nobody takes the Albatross, but an Albatross is just insane. So much better. Absolutely. The 15th at Rosebud, round three, a two on the scorecard. Circle with another And wins circle. by one. That's right. Wins hey. by one. That's pretty um, pretty impressive round there, though. 62 he shot for that um, third round. Bogey free 62. Um, and uh, young amateur Elvis Smiley as well, um, runner-up. Yep. So... Poor bloke doesn't get a cent to his name, but uh, sixteen under. Nathan Barbieri uh, third, uh, tied with Sue O, so top female in the field. But beauty of this concept, um, shares in the prize money there of so third good. overall. Yeah. So the only difference between uh, male and female for this event was the T location. So um, same par though. So. Um, same purse for for prize money, so mate, absolutely awesome um, concept, and and hopefully they've got a few um, few of these events happening around Australia. I think the next one's in Sydney, hosted by Braithy. Braithy, yeah, yeah. Braithy, yep, yep. So, so that'd be good to yeah. see. Um, Massive field Matty- as well. Had 144 players. Um, my mate Adam and- Burdett, dead last, retired. I'll have to make sure that he's okay. Um, but yeah, just huge field. Yeah, no, it was good to see um, quite a few um, of the the pros getting back out and getting amongst it. One of our local boys up here um, made the, the the trek down there. Unfortunately, uh, didn't make the cut, but made some some big names. Um, yeah, Matty Miller, just, Pilkadarist, um, Matt Fraser, like Aaron yeah, some Pike, great names Pikey the up there. there. Pikey's yep. there. No, some really good um, – good to see golf starting to kick off and, and a few of these pros who probably would have struggled um, last year actually get some money in their pocket. So let's um, let's keep a close eye on that. And the other thing that, that I was fortunate to, to see because it was hosted here at my home club, um, Quinda Waters, as well as Magenta Shores, was the New South Wales Amateur Championship. So I got to um, go out there and anyone on the socials would have seen I was um, – Streaming it pretty hard on the Instas and got to watch that around. Um, the, the, those amateurs um, go around, but um, Kelsey Bennett from St. Mix won the female stroke play with um, a minus four, two rounds there in the red, which is um, really good. So oh, she, she streaked, streaked the field there. Second yeah, she place did, yeah. was Grace Kim uh, for Avondale with an even par, and so was Claire Shin from Twin Creeks. And then on the men's side of the draw, we had uh, Jeffrey Guin from the Australian, which I hear you're going to play next week, Dave, yep, uh, had yep. a minus six. So he actually shot an equal course record here at Quinda with a 65 on day one. 
and then had one over at Magenta on day two. So he streaked the field as well. Hayden Gulliver from Maitland was uh, second, minus one. And uh, Jonathan Bodeman was third with a plus one. So, mate. Um, I thought they, they went to match play then, didn't they? And Jeffrey won. He lost in the match play. Yeah. So they've changed the format. It used to be, yeah. The, so there's two prizes now. So there's the, the medal for the stroke. Right. And then the, the top 32 go through and play for a jug or some right. other, some, something else. Um, and in the women, it's the top. 16 go through so champion of champions which is the men's medal match play um yeah was um the, the following two days so two rounds of, of stroke for the the uh, the first prize um and then yeah the the match play for another prize so mate really good if i've never been to a golf event in my life um amateur or professional and it was actually really great wow. weather got to walk around just yep. yeah Oh, wait till wait till wait till the uh, golf gets back on, mate, and we go to the Aussie Open. There is nothing else like it. I love it. I spent all four days there, and it is just there's nothing like hitting and seeing people that can actually play the game play in front of your eyes. And it's uh, you got to get out there amongst it. I did see a shank though. I think I um I told you that. Did so good. See a shank, which was pretty um, yeah. I followed um. Followed Kelsey around for her last probably four holes, which was really good. Um, playing with a couple of other young girls, and yep. mate, they are professionals. One of the the girls from from um, from Merriweather, she was carrying Stacy McDonald. She carried a bag. It was forty degrees, and she she was striping it. I watched sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and she was still striping it. You know, yeah. I'm going. Good big up like the other ones. Most of oh. them cad- caddies or pushing the yeah. buggy, and this girl's walking around, and I'm going. But that's that's and that's what yeah I think they get told to do as juniors. Most of them is to when they can carry carry as part of the uh, you know getting trained up and and um, you know being prepared for a full rounder and stuff. All the college guys in America they all carry bags as well. So and everyone carries in America anyway. So stuff that, but. No cart, no play is uh, my rule when we're on holidays, mate. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, especially on a 40 degree day, mate. I um, oh. yeah, no, you, you can keep that. But mate, awesome, awesome, um, awesome to see some some local golf. So I will uh, throw it back to you. What are we? Sweet, going that's to our this? that's our event wrap ups. Um, brought to you by Dark Matter Golf. Um, there's still the code word there, double par. Let's see if you can use it. There's limited stock, so you need to. Go on and grab one of those towers quickly before they all disappear. But, um, yeah, that's an event wrap-up with a special guest appearance by the one and only Scott Hend, which is just so good. God, he's a legend. Um, let's go. Open Slather. Can I play the music? Yeah, now you can. Yeah, do it for this one. Sweet. And you probably, you probably did it for the interview too. But Here we go. All right, so Open Slater brought to you by Cobra Puma Golf. Um, it is controversy episode and I've been thinking about how to broach this piece of controversy from yesterday. I played the Volkswagen Scramble yesterday. So for those that don't know what the Volkswagen Scramble is, it's the old Holden Scramble. It's now the Volkswagen Scramble. You're playing a, a four-person team 
Um, you rotate where you can't hit a second shot unless it's if they use your shot off the tee, you can't uh, participate in the second shot until it's at the green. So if you if you're using your shot and you're not on the green, you don't get to hit until you're on the green. Your putt, um, but there's always controversy that's surrounding this format. And some clubs will play in groups of eight where they'll play two groups of four so that they know that they're scoring the same way because there's just always controversy around it. There's a big prize. You go to a regional final, and if you happen to win that, you get to go up to Noosa um, up there and all expenses paid trip up there. So there's we've, we have people in our club that will refuse to play it because they don't believe that it's fair. They believe that people come back from nowhere to play because it's a accumulated handicap between four players thing. We had controversy again at ours, so there was. Before yes. you get into it, but I'm going to ask a couple of questions, to you, Nate. I want. Yeah, go. Let's get so. First question, because they've they, they've changed the rules a million times at this event. I've played a thousand of them. Um, you're only allowed to have two single figure handicappers. How did you go, mate? All your mates are in A grade, so you flex that every week. How did you? What did you ring in? No, mate. See, I hang out with all the C graders, so it makes me feel a lot better. So we, we we were fine. Um, we we had a combined handicap of eight point two five, I think, between the four of us. So it was a nice little nice little handicap. You got to have three drives each. We just we started with a birdie. Chest was pumped up. We were just ready to roll. Bogeyed the very next hole. Heads went down. Shoulders went down. Just cardinal rule. You can't make bogeys in the scramble. Can't make bogeys in the scramble. We made two of them. Um, we went on a run where we made three birdies in a row, and it, it, it's fun. We had fun, but it just yeah, you can't make bogeys, and there's a bit of pressure on those putts. You just got to sink putts. But it, I enjoy the format more than I've I've had the chance to go to the regional final, and it is a lot of fun. And unfortunately, I did, we didn't make it to Noosa. But um, it's just a lot of fun, and it's something different, and there's strategy there, and you've got to you got to work out whose drives you want to get off and everything else. But we had a team last year that won, and they were disqualified because they had a player that didn't have a GA handicap. I believe that they did the old dodge and put in another another person's golf link. I, I can't I'm, I can't say exactly what happened, but they got disqualified. Anyways, this team. They came back and and they won it this year, so that was uh, that was the first bit. But we take two teams away, two teams uh, go away to the the regional final, and the second team that went in. Look, there's a little bit of a reputation about a couple of players. There's a bit of murmurs around a couple of players that used to be single figures that are now playing off 22, 23, and. You know, they only kind of turn up for those Keno four-ball events or the Ambrose events. So I think a person asked about it to the, the, in, in our Facebook page and just said, how do you feel about handicapped players playing in non-handicapped events only? Like they don't play many events throughout the year or they kind of, you know, maybe manage the handicap. But this is all rumours. I'm not saying this is verbatim. I'm just asking the question. But they've been away to a heap of different events that, you don't get handicapped in these events. So you can go and shoot a low, low score and your handicap doesn't move a, a, an inch. Um, but these guys, these guys came second. They've made it through. And, and then the, the salt into the wound was 
the team that came third that missed out by 0.25 of a stroke, two dads with their two sons. Their two sons have just been playing golf for 12 months to 24 months. Great kids. They had the round of their life, apparently. The dads played ridiculous. They had a great time. They they lipped out a putt on the very last hole, which would have got them to the next stage. But I just thought for those kids, it would have just been such a fantastic opportunity to go away. The pro here goes away with them as well. Um, and, yeah, take nothing away from the winners. They probably won as they did and whatever. But it's just just the controversy. I just You can't get away from it. You can't. And it doesn't matter what they try because I remember the year I made the regionals, I made the regionals once, was when they had it as a three-man Ambrose and you had to play against another three-man team so you could yep. both score, yeah, score each other. Yep. And we were fortunate. We won that year on minus one, I think, off the stick. And we were like, oh, we got no chance, right? And then yeah. those scores are coming in. You're we just go, staying there. Hang on, what, what, yeah, what? Yeah, Next yeah. minute we've won it. I've got a free putter. I still use that putter today. That's where I got that putter from. Um, and but you we throw. Went with, we went with the pro. I threw it once. It slipped. The grip's old. <laughs> we went with the pro and played at Cyprus and did fuck all. Like, had the worst yeah. round of our golf in, in our life. But um, yeah. It was it was fun, and then they've tried that, and then they've tried this elimination where you know one person has to sit out, and then and and we were that team not last year, the year before that lost by a quarter of a stroke to qualify, yeah. and you just yeah. how many putts you sit and go if I, I know so part, easy I understand that but but I love the format because I know in myself I can stand up there hand on heart and say that's the sort of score that that I shot, um, but there's always that whole what if like that team there and you know the blokes but it was last year they brought in the rule that each handicapped player had to have played a minimum of five Certain rounds in the last yes. 20, 12 months so that they yeah. are trying to bring things in yes. to stop people doing what you did so yeah it'd be interesting to see if that team still qualifies or whether they yeah. are disqualified yeah, all got the, yeah yeah it is interesting. I was just gutted. That father and son, like, they came in and they said that a 54 or whatever, and you're like, yeah, like, 54 is going to do it. Like, that's so cool that they're going to get through, you know, two father and sons going away, playing at Canberra at Federal or wherever our regional final is. Um, and then, yeah, the, I guess it's a bit of a learning thing for the young boys as well, but they, they would have been gutted as well, the poor young kids. And um, one of them's in year seven. I think the other one's in, like, year eight or year nine. But, um yeah, it's just uh, I said to somebody today and someone goes, mate, there's not many honest golfers around. And I was like, it got me disappointed. Like it was just like, yeah, it, it just kind of, I guess that is the one probably negative of golf is there is always that stigma when it comes to competition golf. And no matter who you are, if you if you shoot, if I shoot a good score, a score of my life on the weekend and I win, I'm getting called a burglar by left, right and centre because that's just what we do. I, yeah, look, I'm going to throw this out here, and I won't. I'll try and desensitise it so that we don't know who we're talking about. But there was a player that shot an even par round at Magenta Shores the Sunday before the New South Wales Amateur was on. And guess what his handicap was before the round? Guess what he played off that day? Even if he's shooting even at Magenta, he has to be. 
single figure for starters and probably five, six, seven at at the worst to shoot an all time round and like shoot five below like forty one points or something. So if I tell you he's off fourteen, what are you thinking? Fuck, that's fifty points around magenta. Controversy. Yep. Well, it's not. Con- I mean, it's 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 in the record books. It's it's there. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's on the golf link. It's yeah. So this person has three NAs in the last twelve months. That's crazy. As well. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how so, you get away from it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, as you said, like, is it any other course? Well, not even any other. Some other courses, I could potentially believe it. Yeah. There's just that level of doubt. It's the Sunday before the New South Wales AM and the record book show. And, okay, they were playing off the black tees and all of that. But I think two blokes broke par there. Some blokes raised the bat, you know. (laughs) Which I owe you $5 for. (laughs) It's insane. I I just – and – yeah, I'm. I'm going to stop there because I'm going to get myself into trouble if I continue. Because yeah, I know for the, sure. I know no, the no, player, but, that's, but yeah, that's my bit of open slather. It's just that I love the event, I love the format, I love uh, a bit of Ambrose golf with my mates, and we had a good day. But I like. Yeah, apparently there was a few boos when uh, the teams got read out or whatever from the crowd as well. So you know, is what it is. But yeah, I just, I just, I hope if you're listening to this and and you're ever thinking that way like just just that's the game of golf. I like to me my challenge is against myself and how low can I go where can I get to yeah I, I might I, not win another comp in my life but if I keep going gradually lower and lower and I'm scoring 35 36 points each time I'm that's what it's about what I love about the Ambrose format is such a good format for people to start in the game of golf. So I think we should Correct. play more of it for that purpose. Yeah. Um, things like the Holden Scramble, I think are awesome, awesome yeah. as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we do a lot of that out here. We have a lot of uh, charity days um, out here where we had a Ambrose uh, 12 hole one on Australia day, mixed field, handicap players, non-handicap players. Jason, our pro, gives the non-handicap players a, a handicap and they go into a separate field. So if you've got a team that's full of GA handicaps, you're in the handicapped event. If not, you might be in the mixed event or whatever else. And it's just a fun day and everyone everyone has a ball at Ambrose because you hopefully are hitting a better shot than what would be your shot every time. Like, you know, it, it, no matter what you're playing Ambrose, you're playing better golf than your normal golf. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, no, awesome. Uh, you, you, did you want to bring up anything, or we're we just going to move on? We short, Mate, sharp, move or we want to, sh- yep, move short, on. Yeah, look, we're we're, we're dragging. Um, yeah, but this probably leads in good segue into it. the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and and you haven't watched it, so it'd be nice and sharp. But it's good that people are talking about golf and the groundswell's happening. Holy moly! Yeah, Mate, it was awesome and. We touched on it on the live, but most people might not have seen that. Is you actually entered to try and go on? Holy moly, Nate! Is this right? I did. I did. I did. Um, yeah, I did. No, I was. I was getting through the stages, and then all of a sudden, I had to make the decision. One of the girls contacted me and 
basically told me what dates it was that we'd have to fly over to LA. And it turned out that it was the time of like the second or third wedding that I was ever going to shoot in my wedding videography business. And I needed to make the decision, do I risk losing a business that I'd hardly started and get someone else to shoot it? Or do I go over there and potentially win holy moly and start something else? But um, I just uh, I decided to pull a pin and then I was kind of glad because COVID hit and they had to fly back home after 12 hours in LA, basically. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, you've given up fame or potential fame to shoot weddings. That is amazing decision, Nate. I can see where your head was at. And look where we are now. <laughs> Our 38 followers both. and listeners. I've got both. I've you've got, got both. <laughs> you've got, I love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all your fans, Nate, they've been loving it. But, um, but yeah, mate, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, have to watch it. Kids and I had a bit of a, a giggle at it tonight, and they're like, oh, would you go on that, Dad? And when they were, they were pumping hard for people to apply, I pulled up the application form. I think I started to complete it. It got to the part where it says you need to submit a video. Set I'm like, videos, oh, yeah. Yeah. what am I going to do for this video? No, oh, fuck it, I'm lazy. <laughs> and I didn't yeah, submit done. anything. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. Um. But, mate, uh, Jasmine Finlay, uh, golfer girl, Golf she's girl. on there. She wasn't on yep. last night's episode, but she might be on t- tonight's, um, yep. or tomorrow night's. So, yeah, look, I think it's great that people are talking about golf. The question I wanted to pose is putt-putt golf, real golf? Mm, I don't think it is. And the, you know the next question in that, this it's, is a two-part question. So It's a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. I totally agree. But is a hole-in-one on a simulator the same as a hole-in-one in real life? I saw wherever I saw this the other day and I thought it's an absolute G up. I saw somebody asking about it and there is not even anything. No, no. That's as bad as saying a big hole par three course is a a hole in one. That is controversy. I love this episode. Um, So is simulated golf not real golf either? And it's a gateway drug. I agree with that. That is a hole in one. On your simulator. So have I yeah. on Tiger Woods. I've had many on Tiger Woods. Exactly, exactly. But it's a gateway drug and if it gets people into it. And I, one thing actually when I went to America, I've been to America a couple of times, lived over there for a bit. They have cracking mini golf courses over there and they've got them everywhere. I I know of a couple of mini golf courses. There used to be a great little one at Bankstown Airport near Bankstown that we used to go to a bit for birthday parties and stuff. It's gone. I don't know where it is, but... Bring back some mini golf courses. I know of a cracking one in Tasmania. I know where the good ones are because there's not many around. So I'd love to let's get some putt putt going at Coffs. Surely there's a putt putt at Coffs Harbour. We'll go there. There is. You found it. Remember? I think you, you, you're telling yeah, me about it. That's right. Um, I did too. Yeah. There's one at the Big Banana. The kids and I went there. We didn't actually play it, but there's one. At the oh Big yeah, Banana. I've seen that one. Yeah. Well, I'm getting you down that toboggan as well. Actually, I'm racing oh, you down that toboggan. You can't race. You just run up each other's backsides but I, I don't mind it to bogan and i've got you know you know it's all about velocity right so i've got the weight right so yeah, you're not going behind me you're going in front all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're on a double together uh look anyway this is you and me this ain't bloody uh ormsby and, and hendy mate this <laughs> Oh, we are getting tiramisu. We're doing our espresso martinis anyway. Espresso so. martinis and tiramisu for dessert. Yeah, that's right. Let's pray affogato. to the weather god. Pray to affogato. the weather god. Affogato's galore. Pray to the weather gods. Everyone, please. Um, we want to get Bar- uh, Bonville in and 
yeah, Port Macquarie, all of them, Coffs Harbour. Let's uh, hopefully not not too much rain. I can take a little bit of rain, but I'd love to see Bonville in all its glory. So right. that will let's be coming our, up soon. Let's do our tips, Nate. Let's let's quickly get into an upcoming event. So we have got uh, a couple of upcoming events, the Euro and the PGA. Firstly, the Saudi International. We've said it a couple of times. Absolutely cracking lineup. I Until we spoke to Hendy, I did not realise. We've got DJ. We've got... Beefcake, Bryson, Hatton, Patrick Reed, Hovland, Fleetwood, Finau, Answer, Casey, Kokrak, uh, Rosie, Nah, like it's just Mickelson. It's just stacked. I don't know how they've done it. And as Hendy said before, the appearance fees must be out of this world for those players to be going over there. But I love it and I can't wait to watch it at the Royal Greens Golf and Country Club uh, in the King Abdullah Economic City in Saudi Arabia. And like what what Hendy said, do you think they've really thought this through? Because as he said, if he tests positive to COVID, he is running the risk of spending fourteen days in isolation in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I think I think our quarantines over here. I think you're allowed a six pack of beer a day per person, or a bottle of wine or whatever in Australia. That's what they give you as part of the quarantine package. Six beers a day over there, you get nothing. You can't even buy it in. And if you did try and buy it, you'd get arrested. Oh, I, I, I don't want to think it'd be probably be more than that. But anyways, let's go. We, we're two from two in the Euro. Yeah, two let's, from not, two in the let's Euro. not. We need our, our third winner. So who's going first? Is it you or me? Um, Actually, we didn't. We didn't. We never tip, remember. Did we tip that off that I tipped the winner? And oh, we didn't even talk about it. You picked Casey. I picked Casey for one point. Yes. And you picked, who did you pick Fleetwood. last week? Fleetwood. And where did he come? 20-something. He shit the gear with a 73-72. He came 17th. Yes. So I picked 16 points up on that one. So you go to 181 and yes. I was on 27 and 27 plus 17 is? 44. That is 44. So score is 44, plays 181. So still a handy yes. lead, but you've, you've crawled back a hey, six can points I just, or something. Here's, here's one for you. I hope, here's a tip, I hope Bryson gets over there, gets COVID, stuck there for 14 days. So uh, we'll segue that into my tips for this week. I am tipping the beefcake. Yeah, I've got to go the beefcake. I don't know what's going to happen with him over there. Who knows what? I don't know, but he's going to be in Saudi Arabia and he's going to be hitting missiles. So off your head. Um, I'm not even going to overthink this. Lee Westwood, put him in. Okay. Put him in the spreadsheet. Bryson versus Westwood. That's a good one. That'd be a good bookie market to frame. Um, I think Bryson would be a favourite in that one. But moving on, so that is the Saudi. We can't wait for that one and we'll be watching that one with plenty of interest. And then one of uh, – everyone's probably one of their favourite Tournaments, regular PGA tournaments, because of one reason only: the Phoenix, uh, the waste management in Phoenix. But what's going to happen? I haven't looked into this. Is there crowds? Is the stadium hole going to be the stadium hole? So I, I haven't seen the latest. What I did see originally was they were talking about a limited number of people in there, but then I think they're also going to try and do, you know, the NBA how they're doing like the screens with the people's faces on them and like the cheering. I think they might be doing something like that. I reckon, but 
I don't know. We, we should have looked that up, but it will be people are going to have to watch and see what they do for the stadium hole. Everyone knows the waste management Phoenix is all about the stadium hole. Um, that par three that just gets crazy in there, the one that uh, Bubba always amps up the crowd to go louder and louder before he hits. So it's also Super Bowl Sunday when a day finishes over there. We remember last year's event, Webb Simpson absolutely crushed Tony Finau, um, you know, coming back and, and just dropping bombs in those last couple of holes and then taking it to a playoff. Kobe had just died not long before that and Finau was wearing his Lakers jersey and everything else and everyone was like, yeah, Tony's going to get a win. It didn't happen. So let's see what happens this week at the at the Phoenix. But it would be interesting to watch. Like you said, no crowd. It, will it have the same the same vibe? What are they going to do in the stadium hall? Yeah, I'm just – I'm looking. There's tickets. like There's info about tickets and stuff. Yep. So yeah. maybe they, they did get a crowd. Um, they're talking about the Wednesday – um, five of the top ten players are playing at the the Phoenix. So, I mean, it's funny you you mention all those big names going over to Saudi, but there's still five of the top ten golfers in the world, and yeah. twenty one of the top fifty in the official world rankings are playing. Yeah. So I can't work it out. So you got Rory that's still over there playing PGA, and JT was just over in Dubai playing. Yeah, a couple of gone... weeks ago, and. Mate, so you still got in a COVID John, world. John Rahm, JT, Ricky Brooks, Xander, Gary Woodland, J Day, Bubba, like, and first time ever apparently at the Phoenix. Yeah, Rory. So yeah. This is Rory's first ever time. Yeah. So He's playing massive. nine events in twelve weeks. So I don't know. Rory just trying to find form, I guess, going into Augusta, going into the Masters, which is you know only a couple. Of, we're in February now. It's only it's only a couple of months away. So, um, anyways, let's let's pick some. What are our picks? Tips, 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 tips. Look, you can go first this week. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're not going to pick who I'm picking. So I don't even have a double up. I don't even have a nah, backup. Here. Look, I'm I was dead set. Leaning towards Ricky, I like Ricky. I like him there. I think the field would play, uh, the crowd would play a part because I think Ricky would really step up if there's a crowd there. If there's not a crowd there, I worry that he may not go that great. Yep. So I think I'm going to move to Jason Day. Wow. Hey, how good is he looking at the moment? He's rocking the beard at the moment, J-Day, and I'm a massive fan. So I like that pick just because of the beard. And Adam Scott was looking a bit rough and rugged the other day on the old yeah. – did you yeah. notice that? Matty Jones did it and, you know, he was he was banking checks, so I, I'm a big fan. Um, it's funny you mention that because – Ricky is my pick. I didn't think you were going to go anywhere near him. He is not in form at all. His form's very questionable. He's got nothing going. He is a former winner over there. They've a bit of a segue into Cobra Puma, but they launched the limited edition Ricky Fowler irons, the proto irons, which are just the sexiest irons I've ever seen in my life. Like there is no way you're hitting those things because they're just too good to hit. And Plus, you wouldn't be able to find the middle of them. They're that little. But um, if you haven't seen them, just check out Cobra's Ricky Fowler Proto Irons and just check out the the color and the look. They're, they're insane. So I'm going Ricky. I, I want him to find some forms and form. And obviously, it may have turned into a bit of a Cobra Puma thing there, but I've got Bryson and Ricky this week who are two of my top three golfers with Tiger being the other one. So 
I love Ricky. I really want him to win a major. Like that is my goal for him in life. If I could give anyone a major, it's Ricky Fowler. Yeah, and I'm I'm more worried about him than Tony Fina at the moment. Like I just I, I yeah, Agreed. he needs to get back in some form. Yeah. Now I'd love to to see him even fucking towel it up at Tory Pines. Yes, at the, huh. at the Muni, at the Muni, you'd love to see him win at the Muni. Oh, 100%, 100%. So we have probably, we say short and sharp each week, but we just dribble on all the time. You've you've had Hendy's interview in there. If you're not happy with this week's episode with Hendy alone, we can't do much else. No, nah, this has got to be our number one. And we've everything's been on point. We haven't really dribbled much. Maybe I did through the amateur, but whatever. Um, I'm only learning. I'm new at this. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes. Because now they, we've reset episode five. Episode five. That's Thanks it. For, Done. That, dusted. Play the jingle. jingle. We are we are going to be recording just quickly. We're going to have to record next week together in a room at Coffs Harbour. So that'll be interesting. Episode six is going to be loose. Espresso wear, martinis. Do I have to wear pants? Fuck. We're going to get hammered. All right. We taking one right. car or two. We're taking one. We're all together. All right, guys. Episode five, uh, Double Par Golf uh, podcast. Make sure to subscribe, follow, tell your friends. Please spread the word for us. Let's get our reach out there. And, um, yeah, the, the more you can help us out, the, the better this is going to be. We're going to have some giveaways coming up soon. Keep your eyes out on our Facebook, our Instas, all the socials. Double Par is going to have a TikTok page soon. If you're doing some dances at Coffs Harbour, we'll get that Fuck going. No. As well, so. no. no code with this week, choppers. Catch you next time. Play the jingle jangle. There we go.